Well, welcome to Ask a Pro, where students interview professionals who have succeeded in their chosen career field. So today, we welcome Maddie O'Connell, who is pursuing a career in the theater and is a senior at St. Ursula's Academy in Cincinnati. Maddie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Great. Well, our professional for today is Hannah Ryan, who is the resident director of the Broadway sensation Hamilton. Hannah, thank you for your time today and your professional expertise. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, Maddie, if you would, could you tell us a little bit about your acting, your drama career so far? I know you're in school. It's my understanding that you were, you've been a part of the Children's Theater in Cincinnati since you were nine. Is that correct? Yes. So what have you done in that time frame? You've been studying being a director. You've been acting. What kind of work have you done? I've been doing musical theater mostly. Um, I have a limited experience with directing. I just took a directing class in my high school last quarter, and I directed a 15-minute play. So I have a pretty extensive background in performing and acting and singing and all that musical theater stuff, but I'm interested in learning more about directing, and I might even want to pursue that more in the future. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm going to stand out of the way and let the two of you talk. What kind of questions do you have for Hannah as our our resident expert. Well, I listened to your previous podcast and I know that you saw some productions in London that inspired you to make the switch from acting to directing. So I guess I just want to hear more about that, if you could go into more detail about what in, what exactly inspired that decision. Yeah, absolutely. So I saw three productions that season that were directed by women that really um, blew my mind. One was a production directed by Emma Rice, and she has a theater company um, in London that's sort of like their version of Off-Broadway, I would say. And um, they do, like, really funky, typically traditional stories that have a very contemporary twist or an edge to it. And so that particular year, it was the um, fall of 2006, the Royal Shakespeare Company was doing the 50 works of William Shakespeare throughout that season. So they commissioned a bunch of different theater companies to be featured and to either perform there at Stratford upon Avon or in various spaces within the town. And I and I also think maybe even throughout the course of the season branched out into London too. But most of what I saw, actually everything that I saw of that particular experiment was in Stratford-upon-Avon. So I saw her production of Cymbeline, and it just totally blew my mind because, for one, that's a sort of a what many would consider a challenging piece of Shakespeare. It's not done a whole lot because it has big um, issues and what can be seen as problems or can just feel sluggish just because it's so text-heavy and less active. But I was mm-hmm. so captivated by her production. She, both in the way in which she communicated with designers and the design elements, the acting choices, the way in which was contemporized, but then I think even more specifically, the choices she made to contemporize the text, which with Shakespeare, you can, sky's the limit, you can kind of do anything. And so I was really blown away by the fact that you could take what could often feel like a really dense three-hour piece and make it like an exciting two-hour piece that felt so contemporary and like something I would watch in New York City today. So that was thrilling for me. That was one particular piece. Um, the other was production of Therese Vakine that Marianne Elliott directed at the Royal National. And I got to go on later in my career to assist her on Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime on Broadway. So that was like a crazy full circle moment for me to go from mm-hmm. seeing a production of hers and like, again, being exposed to the reality that women can direct and have really big ideas on the stage to um, then get to work with her. So I think for that particular production, it wasn't that it was super modern in take, but it was just 
so smart and so well-directed, and the acting was so sharp, and it was haunting. Like, the, the use of special effects, she had one sequence where, like, the entire wall of the main house lit open, and there was this wind tunnel that sucked one of the characters down the wind tunnel, <laughs> and as an audience member, I could feel the wind, and I just remember being so <laughs> connected to that experience, to the point when I was walking home that night, I felt a little gust of wind, and freaked out thinking that the character was coming for me. So it just felt very alive and active, yeah. Um, and then the third production was Katie Mitchell's The Seagull, which she actually has since gone on to write a book about that production. And, like, through that book, it's, um, I believe, her perspective on how to direct a piece, how to direct a classic specifically and take a traditional text and make it relevant for today. And so to have seen that production be so inspired by it and then to later buy that book off a bookshelf and study her method and direct connection to a production that I had gotten to experience has sort of become like the fabric of my approach as a young director when I was first getting started. So another really cool like full circle experience for me. Very cool. So I know that you grew up on a farm and my mom grew up on a farm in Illinois. So amazing. I, also Midwest. Yeah, that's so cool. I kind of get what you went through. I've been on my grandparents' farm a lot. Even though, like, my grandpa retired very early in my life, and they've never had animals, but I guess I just want to know more about how that helped you in your current career and just in life in general. Yeah, that's a great question. I guess for me, one thing I would say, my past and where I grew up and the environment in which I grew up, it gave me perspective. And I think the biggest thing to say to that is, I kind of got the best of both worlds. Like I got to grow up in a rural environment and now I'm living in an urban environment. So it gave me perspective and understanding of ways in which Americans can exist in this country and live very, very different lives. So I appreciate my exposure in both realms and, and the ability to have had both. Also, the care of animals and the time that I had both the showmanship side of like 4-H and FFA and preparing livestock for the fair and also just the day in and day out of spending time with them, I think gave me a lot of empathy and understanding for a creature that I'm not, you know, so it's like the ability to care for something that I know so little about and to take the time to learn and foster a relationship that in that particular case, if it was an animal I was taking to the fair, was like totally dependent on me. So to be able to do that at a young age and like my dad just stepped away and was like, this is your project, this is your responsibility. So it taught me a lot about hard work and about a work ethic and about caring for other people, other creatures, like something that is totally reliant on me, which I think as a director is huge. Like you're ultimately responsible for a lot of people in a room at one time and making sure everyone's needs are met and everyone is being given the best work environment they possibly can be. So to be able to sort of have that perspective and step out of a moment and, and assess what the needs are in a particular room. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I just have to give a shout out to Buddy the Buddy the Sheep, right? Or Buddy the Lamb. Oh, yeah. Buddy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what else would you like to know, Maddie, about a resident director role? Is there anything in particular, such as how she chooses different members or the casting process or anything? To me, it's just an amazing world that you're attempting to step into. I'm sure there's a lot of different things you're wondering about. Yeah, so I'd never even heard of a resident director until I learned about you, Hannah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that you put in new cast members to Hamilton and you make sure that the integrity of the production is 
kept the same as when it first went on Broadway. But what other things do you do? Are you in charge of choosing new members of the cast or, yeah, hiring new people? Yeah, I do take part in the casting process. Um, not, I'm not always involved, but from time to time I get to step in and be a part of auditions. And depending on an actor's exposure to the show and the audition process, it can be very different. Like some people come in and they audition once and then they get seen by the creatives and then they're cast in the show like a week later. It can be really quick. It can also take as long as I know people have gone through casting for nine months before they get the job or people who are still being seen and haven't booked a show. So it depends on yeah where the person comes in and at what point they come into the process and who we're looking for and where. And that we have multiple companies. It's kind of a, a rolling door situation where if someone leaves in one company, that spot's available and the next week it might be in another company or and just one call out to that effect one of the previous guests was tamar green and the chicago company of hamilton and i was just mm-hmm. floored by his audition process and he i believe it was he went he auditioned 14 times or so over a year and a half wow and he had four or five <laughs> callbacks and i had to think you know you get a callback and it's like i'm there i'm i'm it i'm in but he still did not mm-hmm. get the job after i think it was five i'm like how do you stay positive after so much <laughs> and he's like you just have to keep moving you gotta persevere and then he did get a, a role and then once he got that role he ended up now he's george washington so like wow. you said hannah it could be a week it could mm-hmm. be a year and a half yeah you know and you just mm-hmm. have to persevere yeah, so dependent yeah totally so typically when i would see people they would have already been seen by the casting director so they either got there through an agent appointment or an open call which is where you can get into an open call either as a member of equity or not. They have non-equity open calls as well. And then once you've been seen by a casting director, you sort of pass that level. Then you would come in and be seen by um, either myself or Patrick Bassel, who's our supervisor, and um, a member of the music department. And so that way, when you're coming into the room, you're being seen by a director and a music director. And at that point, we do what are called work sessions. So that would be where Tamar was called back and he then went into a work session situation where you're by that point, it's because you've been being seen a little bit, you're usually memorized or very close to it. And so it's more about adding in all the layers of like character intention and getting into the nitty gritty of the specifics of the music too. So it's an opportunity for an actor to present what they've been working on and then for us to provide feedback and then they get a chance to do it again in front of us. So those are typically like, 20 to 45 minute sessions. So they're a little more involved and a little more lengthy. And then after that, if you're then brought in again for a third or potentially fourth time, you'll then be seen by um, the director and Alex Lacamoire, who's our head music supervisor. And then potentially eventually Lynn, we film every audition that gets that far along so that he also has a say in the process and our producer as well. Wow. Well, Maddie, what did you pick up or what questions might you have? I know you only had 15, you said a 15 minute play that you directed. Was there anything during that process that you were like, wow, how do you do this? Or what should I be doing here? Or was there something that you were kind of wondering a little bit more about you could ask Hannah? Definitely. The main thing that I think I struggled with was balancing so many things at once, (laughs) like like in the one act itself, but also with the rest of my life so how do you manage your time and all those parts organized yeah it's not easy it's definitely a task you get better each time you do it so you have to kind of give be graceful towards yourself and know that it's not gonna it's never actually going to be perfect so 
you get an, every new opportunity as a, as a chance to try to balance it even better. I sort of see it that way because it, it is difficult. It's difficult to keep the work-life balance and check of making sure you still have enough free time to be seeing theater and be absorbing good art that's going to help inspire your next piece or influence the piece you're working on. But I would say my like more tactile, practical answer would be I use a lot of lists. Lists are my friend. I lo- and there's nothing greater than the satisfaction of scratching something off the list, like completing a task. Yeah. And so, yeah. And over the years, that do you, do you do that too? Do you do the list? Yes. <laughs> you know, the first thing is on my list is make a list. And then that's the first thing I write. I scratch off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you could start by feeling accomplished. Too. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, and I think for most people, it would be just the one list get you through the day. But for the director, you're going to have multiple lists with multiple categories. Like that's just the reality of being in that position and having so much going on. And you're sort of, you're the in-between person where you're interacting with designers, you're interacting with the cast, the stage managers the crew so you're very much an interface and so it's not just about yeah one to do it's making sure each department has what they need and are set up for success yeah (laughs) the nice thing about it i will say over the years is with the internet it can become so much easier it's such a helpful tool like i now use a lot of I don't actually have to walk around with a big fat notebook anymore. Like I use a lot of apps and things to keep myself organized online. And my absolute favorite thing in the world is Google Docs. So mm-hmm. I can keep all the scripts I'm working on and all the playwrights are connected to each script and just provide feedback on the comment um, column and keep ongoing conversations in multiple locations throughout the city. You know, like if I have 20 minutes to spare in a rehearsal room, I can be checking that script and giving that writer feedback or having a dialogue with them while I'm in Midtown mm-hmm. and they're in Mexico City, say, because I have one writer that was based <laughs> out of Mexico City. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I want to give Hannah a little time to ask you a few questions, Maddie. Hannah, if you if you have a few questions. But before we do that, uh, Maddie, do you have any other questions you'd like to ask? Yeah. I think my last one is what advice do you have for future directors and someone who's just starting out? Yeah. I would say... Like, follow your passion. Go after what you care about. Like, don't feel like you have to pigeonhole yourself into being a certain type of director that does a certain type of work. Like, for me, my first few years when I was in San Diego and I was working at a community theater as director and, like, co-artistic director there, I was trying everything. Like, I did a summer Shakespeare festival every summer where I would try a different Shakespeare piece and that branched into Moliere. And I was also doing contemporary comedies and new works. And so that really became, like, my time to just see what I was good at, see what I cared about, get better at the things I wasn't as good at. So just keep trying. Like, everything about the business is about repetition, like, both in the fact that an actor has to repeat the same show every night when they perform. But for a director, it's about getting better and, like, honing your skills. I think the best way to go about that is just to try it all. Find what um, you care most about and follow that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice to a very difficult question. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could put in there. So the great advice, Hannah. Yeah. Well, do you have any questions for Maddie as an up-and-coming drama student? Yeah, of course. I'm curious what your takeaway was from that one act. Like, were you pleased with it? Do you still think about it and wonder if there were things you could have or should have done differently? I was really happy with it, actually. I was worried about like I said, managing so many things at once, but it turned out well. We didn't have stage managers, so I had to call my own cues, and we didn't have 
costume and lighting designers and prop designers. So I did that all myself. I made my own prop and then I like led my own rehearsals and yeah, did all of that. And it turned out well, even with the short time frame we had, there's definitely more for me to learn, but I got a lot out of that experience. That's amazing. That's to me, that's like the perfect example of trying it all. Like now you have the respect and understanding for all those positions so that as you grow and go higher up in terms of budget and positions surrounding you, you'll have so much empathy and understanding for the people doing those jobs, which is so necessary. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, What kind of work are you passionate about? Like if you had to say now, like you've performed obviously a lot in musicals. Are you mostly interested in musicals or also plays? I'm definitely interested in both, but I think in high school and grade school, they do a lot of what will sell tickets, so I definitely mm-hmm. have more experience with musicals, but I'm a big fan of Shakespeare. I've done a decent amount of work with that, mostly scene work, but the full play I've done was Miss Harmonite's Dream last year. So I love musicals, but I also love plays, and I think in college I'm hoping to get more experience with straight plays and acting without songs, maybe. <laughs> there you go. That's my absolute favorite Shakespeare play is Midsummer. Yay. <laughs> so much fun. Well, that's awesome. Do you have any other questions, Hannah? Do you know what your college plans are? Are you going to study uh, performance or do you have schools in mind? Have you started that process? That's a great question considering she is in a hotel room in Chicago <laughs> attending uh-huh. colleges right now. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of the audition process. I had two shows in the fall semester so I couldn't get any of my auditions in then so they're all like weekends back to back but I do plan on (laughs) studying performance um, musical theater or theater I'm applying for acting as well just broaden my horizon and I so that I have options to choose from eventually I have my list of schools set I'm at Chicago Unified Auditions right now so I've added some walk-ins on <laughs> so it's pretty <laughs> stressful but for sure right now I know that I'll be going into performance and maybe I will get into a liberal arts program where I can also get into the technical parts of theater and more directing, and maybe I can make some costumes. So it'll all depend <laughs> on where I get into in the end. That's amazing. Break a leg with that process. I know it's not an easy one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. congratulations. We will wish you luck because your next audition is, what, in less than an hour? Yeah. Or about an hour from now? Wow. So, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're live and with the process. You got to yes, love that. That's great. <laughs> well, thank you, Maddie, for asking such great questions and Hannah for being such a professional pro with some great advice. Just as a reminder for our listeners, you can listen to Hannah's career journey. We posted it a couple weeks ago, episode number 46, and you can learn all about her career journey from a farm in Ohio with her little lamb buddy to Broadway. Thank you both of you for joining us today. I think this is really fun and exciting, and hopefully our listeners will learn from you guys asking each other questions thanks for having us thank you thank you for listening to learn from others where we help others succeed by sharing success where will our next adventure take us subscribe to find out if you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation contact greg through instagram at greg stanley lfo that's g-r-e-g-s-t-a-n-l-e-y-l-f-o and we will see you soon as we learn from others together